1 Corinthians chapter 6, we'll read the last uh, three verses. Uh, we'll begin to read in verse 18. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, look with me in verse 18. The Bible says, Flee fornication. Every sin that a man doeth is without the body, but he that committeth fornication sinneth against his own body. What? Know you not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which you have of God, and you are not your own? For you are bought with a price. Well, thank God for the price that was given at Calvary. We sung about it tonight. When I see the blood, I will pass over you. We sung page 305, the, the, the old rugged cross. And Well, thank God. He said, for you're bought with a price, and therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. You can be seated tonight. We look in the prior verses, and the Apostle Paul tells us that uh, we are members of the body of Christ. Uh, he tells us uh, what we were. Uh, he tells us in verse 9, Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God, and be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor adulterate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you, but you're washed, but you're sanctified, but you're justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. Ain't that a wonderful thought tonight? Uh, uh, that you ain't what you used to be. Amen. Uh, boy, I'm glad that I ain't lost uh, no more. I was dying and going to hell. I, I was a sinner I, I condemned without Christ. Uh, uh, but I love what verse 11 said. Uh, and such uh, were some of you. Uh, that's past tense. Amen. Uh, that's no more. Uh, uh, boy, I'm telling you now, that ought to excite you. Uh, hey, you ain't what you used to be. Hey, we ain't what we're going to be yet, uh, but I ain't what I used to be. Thank God uh, uh, for that. And boy, he come on down through here and he began to talk about uh, our bodies and that we are the members of Christ. Uh, and he says, shall I take the members of Christ uh, uh, in verse 15 and make them the members uh, of a harlot? God forbid. And he talks about how that uh, two bodies are joined together to make one and that's why he said to flee fornication because every man, every sin that a man doth is without the body but he that committeth fornication sinneth against his own body. That's a sin that you do with your body. But then he said this, what? Know you not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. So that thing that you're moving around in tonight uh, that everybody sees and that you work with, the Holy Spirit, if you're saved, uh, resides uh, on the inside. That's what makes you different tonight. Uh, that's why there is a difference in you. That's why that uh, when you start to do wrong, uh, uh, He'll start hollering at you. Amen. Ain't you glad tonight that there's somebody that resides on the inside of you uh, Hey, that'll correct you uh, when you begin to get wrong? But ain't you glad tonight uh, that when you're starting to do right and get in the right direction, He'll just keep pushing you on uh, in the right direction. Amen. We talk about the Holy Spirit so much trying to tell us uh, when we're doing wrong, He will help us uh, when we're doing right. Amen. I thank God for that tonight. Listen, I'm glad that He'll come by and squeeze on our heart every now and again. I'm glad that I know God's real and He can move uh, uh, in my heart and do something uh, 
inside of me. Hey, uh, uh, we are the temple. Hey, the temple is gone uh, uh, tonight over in Jerusalem. It's no longer there. Uh, uh, and listen, He resides uh, in us tonight. The glory of God does. But look right here. He said, you are, which He is, your body, which is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which you have of God. And then He said this, and you're not your own. You no longer belong to you anymore. He said, for you were bought with a price. You were paid for when you got saved tonight. You were bought and paid for. You were ransomed uh, and that of the hand of the devil. Uh, uh, and you don't belong to you anymore. And so he said this, therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit which are God's. And if I could for just a little bit, uh, uh, I want to preach on a thought on the latter part of verse 20 when he said, glorify God in your body and in your spirit. Tonight I want to preach on God getting the glory out of our life tonight. Do we really understand? I began to consider that just a day ago or two days ago, maybe last night, I began to think about this. And I always want to do right. I want to please the Lord uh, but I'll be honest with you, I begin to dwell on this uh, about God getting glory out of my life. That word glorify means to praise uh, or magnify or to honor in worship. It means to exalt. The word glory means brightness or splendor or luster or magnificence. When we talk about the glory of heaven, when we get there, what a place it's going to be. But it means to honor. If we glory in God, it means to honor, to praise. In the scripture, it talks about how even that, that it is the presence of God around us. You remember what he talks about over there at one point, I believe it was, in the book of Judges, uh, uh, when Hophni and Phinehas had carried the, uh, the ark of God off into battle and had lost it and had lost the battle. And, uh, if you remember, one of those uh, men's wives uh, uh, was, was about with child, and uh, she goes into labor and has it and, and calls him Ichabod, which means that the glory uh, of the Lord had departed from Israel. Uh, in other words, God's uh, uh, presence, his divine presence, and guidance was gone. Well, God forbid that that would happen tonight in our life. I don't want to be Ichabod. I ain't preached it in years, but I've got a, I've got a message that I preached years ago on Ichabod across the door. There's a lot of churches that's got Ichabod across the door. But let me ask you tonight, do we desire for God to get glory out of our life. What is your desire tonight in your Christian life? Is it to please God? I believe it ought to be. I believe it ought to be to please God. I believe it ought to be that God uh, uh, is, I mean that when folks see you, uh, they see God. What do you reckon folks see when they see you? You that proclaim to be saved tonight, I, I don't know if everybody in here is saved or not. I don't know. Know about me. I'm not lost anymore. I'm saved going to heaven. Amen. I hope you are too. But what, what, what do folks see uh, when they see you? 
uh, with him getting glory uh, uh, out of our life tonight. Let me say that he is worthy uh, of all glory according to Revelations 4 and 11. Uh, uh, he's worthy of all glory, uh, all honor, and all power. If he never done anything else for you uh, uh, but saved you, he's worthy of it tonight. You've got what you've got because of him. You've been kept because of him. You're blessed because of him. And I thank God for him tonight. I want to look at about three or four things tonight on God getting the glory out of our life. First of all, number one, let me say that we are to praise Him. We are to physically praise Him with our mouth. Uh, I do like to say glory and hallelujah. Uh, the Bible said in Psalms 22, uh, ye that fear the Lord, uh, praise Him. All ye seed of Jacob, glorify Him uh, and fear Him. All ye the seed uh, of Israel. I think it's a good thing uh, for us to praise Him. I think it's a good thing uh, uh, for us to sing uh, uh, praises uh, unto the Lord. I like singing tonight. Uh, Bible said in Psalms 9 uh, and verse 11, Sing praises uh, uh, to the Lord which dwelleth in Zion uh, and declare among the people uh, His doing. Uh, I, I like to get excited and praise the Lord. Uh, uh, I'm going to tell you something tonight. Uh, whether we're excited uh, or not, we praise Him. Uh, uh, whether we feel good or not, uh, we ought to praise Him. Uh, you ought to keep a song in your heart uh, and a melody in your mind uh, and in you uh, uh, singing unto the Lord tonight. When we come up here and gather up in the choir, whether we're singing congregational hymns or whatever we're doing, uh, uh, listen, when you sing, uh, uh, dwell on the words uh, that we're singing tonight. Dwell on them tonight. I mean, hey, uh, uh, when we got to singing about the old rugged cross, uh, page 305, uh, uh, that ought to have done something in your heart tonight uh, and stirred something in your heart tonight uh, about what Christ uh, uh, done at Calvary tonight uh, for me and you. Well, but then we ought to have been singing it from our heart. We ought to have been singing it from our heart. Or would have been singing that, what, page 378 tonight. When I see the blood, I'll pass over you. I, I, boy, I'm telling you, we would have been singing that uh, with everything. I think some of you were tonight. I, I was listening to you. And, uh, and I mean, boy, you sound a good choir. Uh, and I mean, just sung it with all the heart. Because it was the blood uh, uh, that saved us and forgave us. Amen. Amen. You know something tonight, when the musicians play... The Bible said in Psalms 33, he said, Rejoice in the Lord, O ye righteous, for praise is comely. You know what that means? Praise is right. Praise is good. For the upright. He said, For praise is comely for the upright. Praise the Lord with harp. Sing unto him with the psaltery and an instrument of ten strings. Sing unto him a new song. Play skillfully with a loud noise. I believe it's good to play these instruments and just play to him. I believe it's good to do that. Just play to him. I like to just sit down and play sometimes and let that thing just, let that song just roll through my mind and, and, and let that instrument just play to him. See, a lot of times we get up and, and we sing uh, to sing in front of each other, to sing, you know, but really it's, it's, we're not singing to you. If you. I mean, we're not. We're singing to him. Amen. I mean, it's all about him tonight. 
That's why I, I tell you, I like special singing. I like, I, I, I like solo singing and quartet singing. Y'all know me, I like it. If it's good, I like it. If it's bad, I don't like it so good. Amen. I do like it to be good, but who don't, you know? I just I like I like good singing better than I do bad. Let me say that tonight. If you're singing about the Lord, I'll enjoy it. One way or another, I'll figure it out. I'm gonna tell you, some some of the best singing I've ever heard, good or bad, was when you know somebody's standing up there and they're singing about what God done for them. And they know what God done for them. They know what God brought them out of. Hey, they may not hit every note that's right, but I'm telling you, you'll do something in your heart tonight when somebody's singing about the Lord. I, I, and I mean, it'll make you want to praise Him. Amen. I'm talking about Him getting glory out of us. Glory ought to come from here. It ought to come from here. Listen, testifying. Psalms chapter 26, David said that I may publish with the voice of thanksgiving and tell of all thy wondrous works. That's what we ought to do. You ought to want to praise him by telling what he's done for you tonight. Preacher, I ain't got a whole lot to tell. I'm just living life and, you know, we're just, we're just getting by and nothing never really changes and, boy, everything's just about the same. I, I, you ought to just thank him that you're able to get up this morning. You ought to just thank him of what he done. I mean, listen, you, you ought to, I do like coming here on Wednesday night, Sunday night, sometimes like tonight, and even on rare occasions on Sunday morning, uh, uh, folk will testify, and, uh, and, and here's what you'll say. I, I just, I want to thank the Lord for being saved. That's a good reason to thank him tonight, amen. And sometimes you don't say no more than that, and that's okay. You thank him for being saved but I've got so much more to thank him for. To give him glory tonight. I'm not laid up in the jail. Amen. I'm not burning in hell tonight. Boy, ain't that a good thing? Amen. I was saved a long time ago, still saved today, still kept by the power of God, and I can't go to hell tonight. That's worth praising him over tonight. I cannot get unsaved tonight, no matter what. I can't. Amen. I'm kept in the hands of God tonight. Praise Him. Or to praise Him. Or to just testify of the good things. Sing about Him. Praise Him. I, I praise Him on the instruments. Praise Him with singing. Praise Him with our mouths. Just say, praise the Lord. Amen. Be good. My wife, she'll tell you, she was coming down the stairs this morning as we was getting ready. I told you about uh, reading that text of that preacher uh, that sent me that text this morning with the picture of that vehicle that was given to him and I'd been helping him pray about that thing. He needed a vehicle and, uh, and he sent it to me about, about probably about a quarter after nine. I finally got to look at it about 25 after nine and, uh, and, and as I was reading it and looking at it, I said, praise the Lord. He's worthy of it. He said, well, not really. Nobody else heard you. It didn't matter if anybody else heard me. The Lord heard me. Amen. You ought to say that. I think we praise the Lord when we lift our hands up. Psalms chapter 63 and verse 4, Thus will I bless thee while I live. I will lift up my hands in thy name. When's the last time you ever praise the Lord? Yeah, praise the Lord. Are you listening to me tonight? You ever, you ever praise the Lord? 
You ever said praise him? You ever come up in the choir and thought about it or sat in the congregation and thought about the songs that we were singing? It's one thing to sing those songs and just let words roll out of your mouth, but it's another to let that stuff dwell in your heart and then say, oh, well, now we're going to sing them. What was one of the songs we sang this morning? Glory to his name. Down at the cross where my Savior died, down where for cleansing from sin I cried, there at the cross. Oh, I forgot it, didn't I? Thank you. Glory to his name. Hey, listen. Listen. You, you know, we sing that, but sometimes we don't think about that. You ever dwell on them things? You ever dwell on them songs? I mean, I, I mean I, I'll be honest with you. I try to dwell on that stuff while we're singing it. I'll be honest with you, uh, but, and I don't know why I didn't used to do that so much, but I, I mean, I, it just seems like that we sing, and as, as we sing to Him, and, and sometimes I don't have time to say praise the Lord. I, I, sometimes I want to praise Him more than just say, I'll slip my hand up. That's what some of you all do too. Psalms 134 said, Behold, bless you the Lord, all you servants of the Lord, which by night stand in the house of the Lord, lift up your hands in the sanctuary, and bless the Lord, the Lord that hath made heaven and earth, bless thee out of Zion. I think he's worthy for us to praise tonight. To say praise the Lord, to testify, to sing about, to lift our hands up to heaven. Boy, when we get together in unity and singing in unity and singing together and praising together. Romans 15 said that you may, that you may with one mind, with one mouth, glorify God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's the way we're to do it tonight. So we give him glory in that with our mouth. But then in Matthew chapter 5, Matthew chapter 5, the Sermon on the Mount. Jesus at the first part gives the Beatitudes. But then in Matthew 5, he said this, verse 13. He said, You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt hath lost his savor, wherewith shall it be salted? It is thenceforth good for nothing but to be cast out and to be trodden under the men. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick, and it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. We're to give Him glory and glorify Him with our mouth, uh, but then we are to glorify Him uh, with our works. 1 Peter chapter 2 said, Having your conversation honest among the Gentiles that whereas they speak against you uh, as evildoers that they, may, that they may by your good works uh, which they shall behold glorify God uh, in the day of visitation. He said men and women uh, are to see our good works uh, and glorify God. Hey, when, when we are the salt and the light of the world uh, making a difference in people's lives uh, and pointing folk to Calvary uh, and pointing... Have you ever think about uh, uh, what salt does? Salt not only gives a savor, uh, salt not only gives a taste, uh, but salt makes things uh, uh, taste better. Amen. 
This makes it better than what it was. I would want my life to make somebody else's life better than what it is now. I would want folk to look at me and have what I want and say there's something different about him. There's something different about her. And boy, that's what I want right there. That's what he's talking about being salt. That's what he's talking about. He said, let your light shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. How much glory do you reckon is done when folk looks at your life? How much glory gets done like that. Peter said that what? He said, they, they speak against you as evildoers, but go ahead and do your good works that they'll behold you and glorify God in the day of visitation. When God moves upon their life, when God moves in, uh, uh, listen, it's because of something, uh, uh, friend, that they've seen in your life. Hey, light shines uh, uh, and gives the way uh, that folk need to go. Do you know that it's up to me and you to point folk to Christ? Our good works are not about us. Our good, are you listening tonight? I want you to listen. If you don't get nothing else, you get this tonight. Our good works are not about us. It's about Him. I want God to be honored and to be glorified in my life. See, it's one thing to walk in here on Sundays and Wednesdays and praise the Lord. It's another to walk out that door and begin to live for Him. It's another thing to walk out there and be the salt and the light that folk need, uh, uh, that folk need to see, uh, uh, listen, uh, uh, and that they'll glorify Him. I don't understand all this tonight, but I know that it works. Amen. I know if we'll let our light shine, uh, if we'll salt that thing, uh, I know it'll work, and I know He uh, will get the glory out of it. Let me put it to you a little simpler tonight. If somebody comes to get saved because they've seen God in your life, it, it, it wasn't you. That's right. It was Him. Amen. 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 If somebody gets right because of the works that folks seen in your life, it wasn't you. It was Him. All you were doing was obeying God and doing what you're supposed to do. How's your obedience tonight? Boy, it's a whole lot better when we was preaching on praising him, wasn't it? <laughs> huh? He said that folk will glorify your Father, which is in heaven. I want that life to where when folk look at me, they see the Lord tonight. They don't see Omar, they see the Lord Jesus. John chapter 15, put it this way. John 15 is talking about him being the vine and us being the branches. You come to verse 8 and he said, Herein is my Father glorified that you bear much fruit, so shall you be my disciples. So not only is it by praise of our mouth and by the words that we have, but then by the fruits that we bear. God's glorified. He Herein is my Father glorified that you bear much fruit. 
How much fruit are we bearing tonight? Are we fruit bearers? A lot of people want to be fruit inspectors, but they don't really care about fruit bearing. I think if we would be more concerned about fruit bearing, we wouldn't worry so much about fruit inspecting. Amen. What's the fruit? Well, I can say the fruit is winning folk to Christ. Psalms 126, he said, They that sow in tears shall reap in joy, and he that goeth forth weeping and precious seed shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him. It's a good thing to win folk to Christ. It's a good thing to witness to folk. It's a good thing to let your light shine. It's a good thing to talk to them about the Lord. Sometimes you just got to give them a little scripture along the way. Sometimes they just need to see you living before them like the Lord would want you to. I found that young man that was lost the other day and, and I said, well, let me show you what the Bible says. Had the opportunity to take the Bible right here and flip it over to Romans chapter 10. I said, now here's what the Bible says right here about what it takes to get saved. I think we need to go sow and we can come back and reap that fruit. It's also done by how we are living and what we're bearing out in our life. Galatians 5 said, But the fruit of the Spirit is love and joy and peace and long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, and temperance. Against such there is no law. You want to glorify God? Then bear that stuff out in your life. If you want to be spiritual, bear that stuff out in your life. I need to bear that stuff out in my life. The love, the joy. You know, all that's, you know, every time that there is, even what Brother Jeff is teaching on Sunday morning, Sunday school, all that stuff is, is, is if there is a list of stuff, there is a reason that it's put in there like it's put in there. I mean, it's just not in there all willy-nilly. You know, he, he said what? Uh, he said, but the fruit of the Spirit is love. You don't have to bear out love before you can ever have any joy, peace, long, suffering, gentleness, goodness, meet, uh, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, and temperance. You're going to have to deal with that love first. And then the joy, and then the peace. And boy, when you've got love, joy, and peace, thank God you can have some long suffering. But if you ain't got love, joy, and peace, there ain't no way you're going to have no long suffering. It won't work. It will not work. I'm talking about God getting glory out of your life. When you bear out the fruits of the Spirit, He gets glory out of that thing. You know folks see you do that. You ever watch somebody that will bear out the fruit of the Spirit? It's, it's just a wonderful thing to watch. Because you sit and you look and you say, I, I know what they're dealing with. And I know what they're going through. And boy, had it not been for God, they'd have never, that, you'd never made it. It's all because of Him. We glory in Him by the fruit that we bear. Number four. Take your Bible and go to the book of 1 Peter chapter 4 tonight.
longer I preach, the quieter it's God. He's probably fixing to get even quieter. Tell you, some of these things that I preach sometimes make me nervous. Look in verse four, uh, chapter 4, verse 12 of 1 Peter. Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you as though some strange thing happened unto you. But rejoice in, in as much as you're partakers of Christ's sufferings, that when His glory shall be revealed, you may be glad also with exceeding joy. If you be reproached for the name of Christ, happy are ye. For the Spirit of glory and of God resteth upon you, on their part he is evil spoken of, but on your part he is what? Glorified. But let none of you suffer as a murderer, as a thief, or as an evildoer, as a busybody in other men's matters. Yet if any man suffer as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God on this behalf. So it's in suffering that God gets glory out of our lives. Let me ask you something tonight. Can you glorify God when you're suffering? That's a hard thing to do, ain't it? That's a hard thing to do is in our flesh for us to look at that thing and, and say, I'm hurting, whether it is physically or mentally, to say, I am hurting, and how is God going to get glory out of this thing? Take your Bible and go to the book of John chapter 11. Lord, you help now. You help now. John chapter 11. Look in verse 1. Now a certain man was sick named Lazarus of Bethany, the town of Mary, and her sister Martha. It was that Mary which anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. And therefore his sister sent unto him, saying, Lord, behold, he whom thou lovest is sick. And when Jesus heard that, he said, This sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God might be glorified thereby. Well, preacher, did Lazarus not die? Yeah. But this sickness was not intended just for death. It was intended for God to get glory at this thing. Let me say tonight that in persecution and in hard times, he can get glory out of our life. We remain faithful and keep going. We remain steadfast and keep fighting the battle. That's what we've seen this morning as I preached uh, on I aim to see it through. Amen. I don't care what happens, I, I aim to see it through. Don't ever lose that thought. You aim to see it through. No matter what happens. So if we'll remain faithful, in persecutions, in hard times, in afflictions, God will get the glory out of our life. In sickness, Lord, you know I don't want to be sick. I don't know anybody that wants to be sick. 
I mean, I've met some hypochondriacs. But they really don't want to be sick. But the Lord Jesus talked about Lazarus. And he said, this sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God. What he is going to go through, what he's going to suffer through, uh, uh, he's going to do it that God uh, might get the glory out of it. Jesus tarried so that Lazarus would die. You ever think about that? You, you ever think about that? That he tarried on purpose and would not go because if he went, then he would have to heal Lazarus. But he intentionally stayed away. Ain't that something to think about? And he intentionally stayed away so that God could get the glory out. That'll make you wonder about some things, won't it, sometimes? But he walked over there after he had that, that great conversation with Martha. Martha come to him in verse 21 and said, Martha, Then said Martha unto Jesus, Lord, if thou hast been here, my brother had not died. That's probably true. Amen. But I know that even now whatsoever thou wilt ask of God... God will give it thee. And Jesus saith unto her, Thy brother shall rise again. He was telling her exactly what was going to happen and she was about to miss it. Martha said unto him, I know that he shall rise again in the resurrection at the last day. I, I know I've said it before, but it bears repeating again. Martha knew some things that even people didn't, that don't know today that there's going to be a resurrection. But Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. And then he said this, Believest thou this? And she saith unto him, Yea, Lord, I believe that thou art the Christ, the Son of God, which should come into the world. He already got glory right there, didn't he? Think about that. He got glory right then by what she said. Thou art the Christ, the Son of God, which should come into the world. You come on over in the rest of this passage over here. And Martha, they all go out to the tomb. And she says the exact same thing. Martha's there. Mary comes out to the tomb. And Mary says the same thing. She fell down at his feet in verse 32. Said unto him, Lord, if thou hast been here, my brother had not died. And boy, he stood there. The Jews were weeping. He wanted to go where he was. And he stood there. And Jesus wept. And they even asked the question, could not this man which opened the eyes of the blind have caused that even that this man should not have died? Verse 38, Jesus therefore again groaned himself, coming to the grave, it was a cave, and a stone lay upon it. And Jesus said, take ye away the stone. And Martha, the sister, the sister of him that was dead, saith unto him, Lord, by this time he stinketh, for he hath been dead four days. Jesus saith unto her, Said I not unto thee that if thou wouldest believe, thou shouldest see the glory of God? Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead was laid. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank thee that thou hast heard me, and I knew that thou hearest me always, but because of the people which stand by, I said it, that they may believe that thou hast sent me. And when he had thus spoken, when he had thus spoken, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And he that was dead came forth bound hand and foot 
with grave clothes, and his face was bound about with a napkin. Man, wouldn't that be a sight to see? Reckon how he come out of there. He's bound hand and foot. He had to be hopping out of there. Couldn't see, had a napkin about his face. Jesus saith unto them, Loose him, let him go. Then many of the Jews which came to Mary and had seen the things which Jesus did believed on him. He got glory out of it. He got glory out of it. I don't want to suffer. I don't like suffering. I would just as soon as give God the glory and let God get glory out of my life. But you know what? Sometimes we don't get that choice. Sometimes we don't get that choice. You know, when it comes, when it comes time to die, when it comes time to die, really for us, uh, when, when folk begin to look back at our life and we look back at it, is, is, is God going to get the glory out of it? Think about it for just a minute. You know, I talked about filing by the casket, my casket. I don't like to think about that too much. It's a little morbid, but I will tell you this. It'll make you think about some things. When you think there's going to, uh, short of the rapture, short of Jesus coming to get us and we're leaving out of here, folk are going to file by your casket one day. What are they going to say about you and the Lord when they come by? What are they going to think about you and the Lord when they come by? Even in death, and I ain't, you know, I'm ready to go, but I sure do like living. Amen. But what's God going to say about you? Because, you know, you're going to face him one day. What's he going to say about you? What's he saying about you right now? Is he getting glory out of your life? I just soon as give him glory and let him get it the easy.